Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jakewood, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. Of course, you know the number. 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And of course, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. You know, gold and silver. Something's been, you know, it's only been money for like 5,000 years. I mean, that's it. That's all. And you think about the U.S. dollar, right? We went on, we took the gold away from the citizenry in 1933. And you, you know, man, you think about all the great things these terrific, these wonderful bankers have given us and and I only bring it up, you know, Citigroup came out with their earnings today. And, you know, they beat the street. And even though trading revenues were way down and one-time gains. And, oh, by the way, they were laying people off. Because, remember, we got a great economy. So don't, 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 don't stress that part. But all the great things they've given us since they took the gold away. Right, they took the gold away and they gave us inflation instead. Yeah, the Federal Reserve note. And over the years, we've allowed them to gain all this power. Right, remember at first how they sold it to us. Kind of the same way they sold us on NAFTA and GATT. How about Dodd-Frank, right? Too big to fail. And how they sold us on that one, right? All, 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 and all of it, right? Uh, Iraq, Iraq's got weapons of mass destruction. It doesn't matter. Pick up. Uh, Obamacare. Well, that was a great one, right? You know? Yeah. You keep your doctor. And, hey, listen, we're going to make health care affordable for everybody. Doesn't that? I mean, that sounds wonderful. And people start clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we want. Yes. Apparently, affordable for everybody meant that we have to take the people that are actually paying for their own health care and triple it. That's what that meant. See, they didn't say it that way. But that's really what it meant. You know, we went almost a century without any inflation. No one even really knew what inflation was because we didn't have it. Right? You think about, uh, you know what came with the central bank? The income tax. Yeah. Right? The creation of the income tax started with them. They're such nice guys. And then in 1971, we decided to go full fiat. And as Jay Powell so, so eloquently pointed out last week, Hey, everybody has done it. It's not just us. And, you know, when you think about if everybody's doing it, right, it it's probably means uh, you should be doing something else. Right? Because when everybody's doing it, what does that mean? You know what that means. Right? That means uh, the top's probably in on that. Probably should be looking for something else. But yes, everybody's doing it. Isn't it glorious? 
right? And they gave us the 401k instead of our pensions. And now you can't even get a full-time job. Hey, but don't worry. You can get two or three part-time jobs, and it's like the same thing. I mean, you don't get any benefits. You don't even get a 401k. I mean, right, you don't get anything. But, you know, it's fine. It's great. It's wonderful. And, and and I'm sitting there and I'm watching all of this unfold and, and now we've got a deficit that's so unpayable no one even talks about balanced budgets right, no one talks about uh, anything other than, well you know what we, 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 we can just have debt forever and of course we know we can't and there's going to be this price to pay and our debt bomb is just getting started. Uh, on Friday, we released more deficit numbers. This was a June deficit number. I'll give you an update on how we're doing. We are now uh, nine months through the fiscal year. Fiscal year, so July, August, September. That's the last quarter of the government's 2019 fiscal year. Uh, I'll give you an update on that and how how that is going. Uh, we really didn't have a lot of economic data out today. Uh, gold's up a dollar or two, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen. Uh, gold's just hanging out as we wait uh, on earning seasons. As I said, uh, Citigroup was the first to report this morning. Uh, it, it was okay. It was very much as expected. Uh, they they had a one-time gain. If you took it out, they beat the number by two cents. Uh, that's what they like to do. Uh, trading revenues, all that stuff was down. That's the other thing. Have you ever asked yourself? Every uh, major bank for the last several years, revenues, trading revenues are down. Trading revenues are down. Trading revenues are down. And I start thinking about, 10,000 a day retire. 10,000 more people retire. 10,000 more people retire. 10,000 more and more and more. And right, and then starting in 2022, we get the big spike of the baby boomers. And see, these were the ones, these were the people that had the best of the best when it came to these things. Are these millennials going to be able to buy this stock market? Or is it just going to be stock buybacks? And that is the market. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is the toll free number. Uh, the metals plan. I got to talk about this metals plan. Uh, you know, we finished second quarter deliveries. June was the biggest increase in new signups in about two years I, and I can't explain it I, I didn't you know and they just can't, July continuing I think a lot of people starting to understand that things aren't as they appear and I know listen a, a lot of us uh, and I get it we're, we're we got our guy in office, but let let's be honest with with where we're at. 
deficits go from seven hundred and seventy billion to over a trillion. We don't know where exactly it's going to finish, but it's going to be over a trillion. Let's just let's let's keep it simple. Let's call it a trillion. Okay, that'd be what a twenty-five percent increase or so. That's a little more than that. And 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 if we think about That's our new normal. Every year, the budget deficit, it's not going to go up 200, 250 billion. No, 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 no. It's going to go up by 25, 30, 35% every year. So you sit there and you start thinking about, hey, in five short years, it's going to be over. And that's going to be the small number. You know, we, we just got on Friday. We just got the June deficit numbers. And for the year, here's where we're at. We're nine months. That, that ended nine months. The government spent a record $3.35 trillion in nine months. I'm thinking about since when is three trillion dollars not enough money? What is it not? Since when has that been not enough? Right? So we're going to what? Spend 4.6 4.7 trillion for the year? Next year it's going to be 5 trillion says that the federal government, it's the most money it's ever spent from October through June. You think about the bailouts, right? Think about the Obama years, right? Some of those years, uh, Bush Jr., right? Nope, we've, we've shattered it. By the way, the previous record was last year. And, and uh, last year to this year, it's jumped up about oh what $160 billion in nine months. Before last year, the record had been 09. So now we've taken out government spending even when we bailed out Wall Street. Even after the bailing out, when what, didn't we give them like seven hundred billion? Right? You think about how big it is. By the way, federal tax revenue two point six trillion. By the way, what was it the year before? Two point five eight two. So it was real close, right? Only eight. What was it? Eighteen billion dollars more. We got $18 billion more in taxes, all of it from us, right, because business paid less, and yet spending's up like $200 billion. Yeah, I mean, you can do the math pretty simple. By the way, the record, if you kept it in constant dollars, would have been the first nine months of 2015, 2.626. Of course, that really was I don't know why they do that. In constant dollars, right? They're trying to 
to to say, well, you know, if they had the inflation back and in, like we do now, fifty would have been a higher number. In other words, and it does. I guess it does say this: apples to apples. This two point six trillion is even. It's a little bit worse than it appears. Uh, by the way, the government for nine months, seven hundred and forty-seven billion dollars. Right, we can all do math, right? Well, maybe some better than others. At seven hundred and fifty billion, that would mean you know, hey, we're on track for one trillion, right? Because you know that three quarters of the year, seven fifty, we're at seven four seven. But remember. That April and October have already passed. Those are the two months of the year where we get some budget surpluses, right? April, tax tax month. And then October, for those of you that file extensions, taxes are due then. Right? So my guess is, this is just by me guessing, June, July, August, we're going to break the trillion-dollar level. Now, the one thing that could affect it, the government shutdown. And we're, going to, we're already in this emergency spending thing, right? The co- Congress hasn't passed the debt ceiling. And so sometime in early September, the Treasury's going to run out of money. And so... If they do some form of an emergency measure, in other words, they don't raise the debt ceiling, but they say, hey, here's an emergency measure. We'll give you the ability to borrow a little more money until we get this all figured out. They have the ability by doing that of underreporting the deficit. So I'm just telling you, I think that's what's going to happen. Because they're going to try to stay under the trillion. They may not be able to do it, even with that. But they actually could, in theory, understate this year's deficit through some quote-unquote extraordinary measures. We'll see. Problem is, that just makes the following year, right, even worse. And then I started thinking about the debt limit. And everybody's talking about how, hey, we need to get rid of it. And remember why they put it in place. They put it in place because they wanted Congress to have the ability to say, hey, you sure? You sure this is what you want to do? And I know anybody that buys gold or silver, right, you're a wacko right the tinfoil helmet wearer and granted granted we have gained a lot more acceptance today than say 20 years ago and if you really push the idiots on TV most of them will begrudgingly say well, yeah, you need some exposure to go. First of all, you need more than some. And second of all, you need the actual gold. 
Buying gold mining stocks or a gold ETF is not the same. You don't own gold. You own just what they say. You own exposure to gold. Some, some, in most cases, not that much of that exposure is reflected in the actual spot price. Mining companies, let's say, spot price may be one of the least important things. And and even then, it's begrudgingly. right? They want you to think, like, oh, that's crazy talk. Right? And, and again, I we are gaining acceptance. Because just look at what I just said. A trillion dollars. And that's not the real number. We all know we we you know that right. That's not the real number. We we are running massive deficits in the next ten years. I'm now thinking that what probably thirty twenty five to thirty trillion more dollars to get added to it. I mean, just do bad. They already are going to admit to a trillion this year. And now they may, man, I said, like I said, maybe they can do some funny business in September and keep it just under. But again, I don't even know if they can do that. Because the economy has slowed uh, down so much, it's really starting to, to make it harder for that to happen. And and you start thinking about who's really crazy here? Who's the idiot? Right? Is it us? Or is it them? Have you taken a good look? And I hate to keep bringing it up, but your 401k can't live off of that. You should be, you know, they told us that they could. Remember, this was going to be great. Right? It was going to be such a great deal that they were going to, these companies were going to match. It's kind of like the tax cuts, right? <laughs> right? All those bonus checks. Remember those bonus checks? What happened to the bonus checks this year? Where did they go? Now that's over, right? And now everybody's buying stock. And now you think about, hey, the, the biggest holders of the 401ks. The most money. Are they older or are they younger? Right, and I know that's a pretty basic question. They're older, right? They're retiring. And I and I said, you know, I talked about city groups, and they're all going to be the same. B of A, J.P. Morgan, Goldman, right? Morgan, I mean, all of them. Trading revenues down, trading revenues down, trading revenues down, trading revenues down. And it's been this way now for what? Four or five years now? Of going lower and lower and lower. Now we've been lucky. We've been lucky because companies, because of the tax breaks, have been able to buy huge, huge quantities of their own stock back, like Citigroup. Do you know what their number would have been without buybacks? 
I mean, without buybacks, this number is horrendous. But they have it, so you got to count it for that, right? Eh? They're allowed to do it. And they're buying back billions and billions and billions. But what happens when things slow down? And I'm not talking about a crash. I'm not, I'm not talking about 07, 08. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying slow down. 01. Right? Uh, I don't know, 19, what was it, 90, 90 91, right, Bush? Uh, Bush Sr., 87. What What happened? One of the first things these companies do is they stop buying back their stock. Right? So we we get 10,000 people a day retiring. Companies stop buying back their own stock. Who's going to buy it? I know, right? I know. Who's crazy now? 800-951-0592. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. This might come as a shock to Democrats, but the purpose of Congress is not to investigate the president. Their job is to debate and pass legislation. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin pointed this out while perfectly responding to a demand by House Democrats for Trump's tax returns. Mnuchin said the committee's request lacks a legitimate legislative purpose. And he went on, the department is therefore not authorized to disclose the requested returns. It seems Democrats have forgotten what the American people elected them to do. Democrat-controlled committees in the House are spending all their time issuing subpoenas left and right to hound the Trump administration. So far, nothing good has come out of this big distraction. Robert Mueller already wasted years investigating imaginary Russian collusion, and that case is closed. There is no ongoing legislative debate that would make documents by Trump advisors helpful to the Democrats. Nobody in Congress is seeking opinions on how to craft bills, after all. House Democrats obviously don't even want to work with the Trump administration on most legislative issues. Instead, they want to keep bullying and harassing Donald Trump. Lucky for us, the Democrats in Congress picked the wrong guy to mess with. President Trump has already proven he won't be bullied. He won't be pressured into giving up on his pro-America agenda. He'll even turn the liberals' own tricks against them. He's more than willing to take issues to the Supreme Court to vindicate his positions. All signs show there is a majority on the high court for most of Trump's positions. If that's the case, how do Democrats realistically expect to get their hands on Trump's tax returns? It's obvious the House Democrats want Trump's tax returns to disclose them publicly. This is reminiscent of how President Nixon supposedly sought to use the IRS against his political adversaries, and the Democrats certainly didn't like that back then. The debate in the public arena today is no longer a debate about who has the best policy ideas. That's because the Democrats don't have policy ideas. The debate today is whether we should implement Trump's pro-America ideas or whether we should sit around talking about collusion that never happened. It's as simple as that, and the American people know it. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, President of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. 
If you're busy taking notes, you can stop now because these commentaries in written form and spoken audio are archived on the website phyllisschlafly.com, many recorded by Mrs. Schlafly herself. If you're doing research or missed a day, just go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and re-listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. The email back. So if you guys have a question, you can email me, double J, the word double, you got to spell out double, the letter J, double J, not two J's, just one one J, double J, at allamericangold.com. Or you go out to our website, hit contact, and uh, can get it that way. This one's from, from Arden. Hi, Joe. I've been listening for nine months now, and I'm a new fractional silver buyer. Right? Junk silver. Great way to go, by the way. Dimes, quarters, half dollars. Love it. U.S. minted material. Love it. Uh, government hallmarked, uh, and it's cheaper than Silver Eagles. Uh, so, I, and I love Silver Eagles too. Also, U.S. government hallmark, but you know, uh, junk silver—a great way to go. By the way, uh, I, and, and after this, because I want to answer this question, I got to update you on silver ETF holdings. You know, we talked about gold holdings last week, uh, and I'll get to that. That was me waving through the studio glass last week. So in our office, if you've ever been to our, our office where my studio is, uh, we have a, like a tinted glass that, that looks out into the, uh, the main area where Wendy's desk is. I'm grateful for your expertise uh, in the economy lessons every day. Your gold standard lesson today was exceptional. Here's my question. Who is it? All the countries you speak of, China, Poland, Bulgaria, he says Japan here, uh, Russia is is probably uh, the one he meant, are buying millions of tons of new gold from. That's question number one. Question number two. Supply underground is dwindling, right? Demand way up, supply way down. Why is gold not 2500 an ounce or more? So let's start with number one. When we talk about central bank gold purchases, okay, this is when these central banks, Buy gold from the market. London, New York, Chicago, really, uh, Switzerland. But they're buying 400 ounce certified by the market, by the exchange gold bars and taking delivery. So they're buying a gold futures contract. So as an example, the current contract we're in for gold is August. 
That price right this moment is $413, okay? So if I'm the Chinese Central Bank, and let's just say in August they want to buy 10 metric tons, that would be 321.5 ounces, okay? They would need 804 gold delivery bars and give or take because when we say 400 ounces some of them are 399.2 some of them are 400.6 some of them are 398.4 right but they're right you know because you got to remember you know they're pouring these into these molds uh, and, and they have to be stamped and certified for its purity and all of that stuff. So they need to go into August. We want 10 metric tons delivered. And they need to order 800, let's just call it 800 contracts. When the contract expires at the end of August, usually about uh, a week before the month ends, the contract expires. At that point, those governments need to tell the market what to do with the gold. 99% of the time, the answer is, ah, I'm just rolling it to another contract, right? Because I don't really want delivery, right? But these countries do. And they'll say, deliver it. And then it's up to the market to, you know, wherever, whoever has 800 bars to be delivered. So when it comes to central banks, official holdings, they aren't buying it from their own gold mines. They don't buy it from a Newmont mining or Barrick mining. Right, they they buy these through the exchange so the world can see that they did it. Which is why a lot of people speculate that China what is buying a lot more than what they say. Okay? So that's number one. Where did it come from? Who are they buying it from? Supply underground is dwindling, right? That was the second question. That is absolutely true. So, remember how this works. In the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, every decade, they found a mine with at least 50 million ounces of gold or more. They also found at least 10 mines with 30 million ounces or more. Since the 90s, they found none over 50, none over 30. Matter of fact, only a handful that have 10 million ounces or more. But it takes about 10 years or more for a mind to go from, hey, we got the sample readings back. And we think we found a supply of X million ounces of gold. 
from that announcement to actually having uh, the machinery, the backhoes in there scooping up the first bucket of dirt, it can take 8, 10, 12 years or more. So what we what we saw when gold started to run in the early 2000s, a lot of these mines from the 90s started coming online. But where are we today? I'm going to give you an update on gold mine supply, and then I'm going to answer the last part of his question when I return. So now we're talking about mine supply. And as I was telling you, as gold started to run in the, you know, 03, 04, 05, 06, gold companies rushed to put all of their mines where they said, hey, there's 10 million ounces down here, there's 20 million ounces into production. And as the gold price continued to go up, they increased but how fast you know one of the things to my control how fast do we get it out of the ground now for the better part from 05 all the way to probably 2016 give or take mine supply went up and it went up almost doubled the amount of gold coming out of the ground as all of these mining companies were bringing all those new mines online and were ramping up production as fast as they could at the older mines now we're just getting in and and the timing is goes hand in hand with budget deficits right now now we're really entering like as as i told you we're getting ready to enter the era of the super debt the same time the mining industry is entering into an era of mine decline trust me when i tell you at fourteen hundred and fourteen dollars an ounce the miners are trying to get as much gold out of the ground as fast as they can. Actual gold demand has skyrocketed along with the mine supply. But the the what we have now is the for the last I think this will be the second or third year in a row now. And I'm not sure I think it's the third year, maybe the second, but I think it's the third year in a row where mine supply has fallen. Not not by a lot yet. When I say yet, it's starting to pick up speed. And demand is way up. And demand is way up. There's only one place where demand isn't way up. And that's here. It's the only place where demand is, Europe demand is way up Asia way up right Australia way up the only place it isn't is in the US 
right? And mostly be, be uh, you know, and our stock market, right? The rally and and who are the gold buyers? Conservatives. And a lot of the conservatives. And I get it, right? We're, we're not. We got Trump, so we feel good. Nothing has changed. And and this is the heart. But when you take a real hard look, right? Deficits are getting worse, not better. The debts are out of control. The central bank now has to lower rates, right? right? With stocks at all time, this is how messed up it is. You need to get back to buying. You know it. So, demand's up, supply's down. Why is gold not $2,500 an ounce or more? And that was the last part of his question. Here's my answer. Number two, I'm going to give you a couple of them. First of all, you're not going to like it. $2,500 gold. Not going to like it. Because it's that means it's it's getting bad. Second part, be patient. But it's going to be here a lot sooner than you think. And, and, and just know this. Gold is at all-time highs in a lot of the world. Right in Europe, in England, in Asia, it's at all-time highs. We, you know, the the I'll use this story. Here's what you hear a lot of. Well, you know, the economy of the world's not very good, but the United States is the best of them, right? And 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 ours isn't great. You know, we're the best of the worst. And and you hear that a lot. But now you see what gold started to do this year, right? I mean, gold was inching its way. You know, it had a low of thousand a thousand fifty, and rose in seventeen, eighteen. Now get nineteen, right? R- really coinciding with peak gold production, right? Gold has fallen in production since then. Prices are rising uh, this year. Now it's what getting ready to really make these jumps. Uh, I actually think within the next year, right, 2,000 an ounce is, is probably a very, very probable outcome. We continue to slow. The Fed continues to cut rates. I mean, the whole world, you know, you start looking from shipping Right, the shipping freight volumes to truck right orders and plane orders, all that stuff. Uh, China slow down. We're slowing down. I think that's a pretty likely scenario, and it just depends right on the dollar. How strong is the dollar? And right now, I, I think we're getting ready to enter this a new phase where gold doesn't even care about the strength of the dollar because they're all weak, right? The euro's weak, the yen is weak, the pound is weak. I mean, most of them are throwaway currencies now. It's really the dollar and the yen, right? Or the dollar and the yen. The dollar and the renminbi is really where it all matters. So I hope that answer. Great question by Arden. I hope I answered it for you. Just remember, right? $2,500 gold, $3,000, $4,000 gold. 
not going to like it. But you'll be glad you had some put away when that happened. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up three fourteen hundred and fifteen. Silver's up fifteen cents at fifteen thirty. Uh, the Dow is down about thirty five points. A uh, real quick silver ETFs. We talked about inflows in the gold ETFs. Silver just last week alone. 267 tons of silver added to the ETF since the beginning of July 540 metric tons and if you want to go back to the start of June over 1,000 metric tons of silver has run through the silver ETFs and you know, and, and you know how I hate silver. I hate it so much, but you can't ignore uh, where it is at. Uh, fundamentally speaking, silver prices underperformed tremendously. Uh, a lot of people now looks like the money's getting ready to go here. Uh, big money flowing into the silver ETFs and the silver contracts. Um, so silver, at least right now, is still almost 93 ounces for an ounce of gold. Historically, a lot of people say it should be 50. You know me, I'm a 65 guy. But silver is 5 $6 undervalued uh, in historical terms. So I'm going to give you two options in silver today. We've been running a lot of gold, silver today. Silver half dollars. Rolls of 20 silver half dollars, uh, $130 to the roll, 130 to the roll. Uh, though these are live and in stock. And then silver eagles, I'll take, uh, I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to take five bucks off a roll on silver eagles, $375 for a roll of 20 silver eagles. Uh, price per ounce uh, it is going to be. The half dollars, but it's close. They're they're in the ballpark with each other here. Three seventy-five on silver eagles a roll of twenty, or a hundred and thirty dollars on a roll of twenty silver half dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We are expecting all of our five dollar liberties today. Could be tomorrow. I'm not the post office, but we are expecting them today. Uh, that'll clear up anybody who was waiting for those. Uh, we had some pamp bars. That, that, those are going to be here today as well. And then those silver that I sold, we sold like three weeks ago, it has left the depository. We got told that last week. Again, I'm hoping today, tomorrow, sometime that, this week, those will be in as well. So there you have it. We'll be all caught up by the end of the week here. 800 nine five one zero five nine two and thank you for ordering with us remember this is this is how we've been able to do this for 23 years you ordering from us is what allows us to keep doing this 800-951-0592 and we'll see what happens tomorrow uh got a lot more things that we're going to talk about then 
We'll get some more economic data out, and maybe we'll talk a little more trade talk. Maybe. Patriot Radio News Hour. Have a great rest of your day.